Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with reclaimed materials. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 14, February 10th, 2016. We want to thank Joe Garofalo who suggested that we start adding the episode number and the date to each one of the beginning of the episode, so thank you so much for doing that. Very quickly, I want to say um, good luck to Rod Reyes and other friends who are going to be doing this diet bet thing. So good luck to you guys. Lose as much as you possibly can, but do it in a healthy way. Mm. I want to mention our five uh, top Patreon supporters. They are Stu Morrison, the godfather Jimmy DeResta, Izzy Swan, Trustin Timber, and Sean Petty. Gentlemen, how are you this week? We're doing good. I, real quick about um, Rod's uh, diet challenge thing. Um, is it okay that I don't want to partake just because I think I'm really hot the way I am? <laughs> I think that's fine. You gotta love you, you know. As long as yeah. you think you're hot, buddy. That's. Oh yeah, I mean I'm out of shape and I've gained way too much weight and I'm getting old. But other than that, you should see me. Yeah, you're a specimen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Anyway, specimen. Hi everybody. Listen, Thank you. Pounds overweight is the new in shape. So. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I just uh, we we got a couple inches of snow today, and uh, I would have had to move my wife's car back a couple inches in the garage to get the snowblower out. And so instead of I, I don't know this is like a testament to how lazy I am or how dumb I am because it's like the opposite of being lazy. So instead of moving the car back a couple inches, I shoveled the driveway. And, uh, <laughs> That's not lazy. <laughs> but because uh, it, it was like an easy like you know it was an easy shovel, and, uh, and it was it felt good getting the cardio. So I I, I did a little uh, little exercising today. You know, I would think, Tim, you should do the opposite. You need to gain a bunch of weight because I'm surprised that your blood doesn't just freeze. You have no insulation. <laughs> well, I, I, I did gain a little weight. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes, and, and uh, when I quit them, I, I put on like 10 pounds, like instantly. And, uh, and that was the first time I looked healthy because I always looked like I was uh, like underweight, you know. For so, rock star, uh, you mean? Once it, so, yeah, yeah, you know, the whole... You know, the whole rock star thing. But so, once again, the, another reason to not smoke is. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. Did getting, you get to gain 10 pounds? Yeah. Getting, <laughs> getting a little bit more weight on my body is going to be just great. Thank goodness I've not smoked a cigarette in over a month, boys. And we're very, very proud of you for that. Very that was me. This is me clapping. Congratulations, bud. Proud of you. I know it's yeah, not I was easy. smacking myself in the side of the head, but that's. I was trying to clap and I forgot where my head was. No <laughs> way. What's the difference? Yeah. Uh, by the okay. way, uh, yep. I thought maybe we should mention our names, which I forgot to do. Phil Pinsky, and you are? My name is Tim Sway, and you are? Oh, I are. I are. Um, oh, I are Bill. My name is Bill Lutz. Welcome to Reclaimed Audio with my co-hosts, Tim Sway and Phil Pinsky, and we're happy to be here on episode February 14th. It's our anniversary special with the Valentine's heart on our... Oh, wait. I'm sorry. What? None of no, that. Stop talking. He's doing, a, That's he's doing a, the Groundhog Day intro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm excited you guys I feel like there's just a fire lit underneath my butt in the springtime weather you guys know it was 78 degrees here today seriously it was 8 degrees here today so we have a lot in common so yeah. I'm not I'm not uh, too familiar with how uh, Celsius and Fahrenheit link up but I'll tell you this at minus 42 Celsius and Fahrenheit are the same, but this weekend it's going to be minus 20 degrees Celsius. 
So that's colder than I bet either one of you have experienced, and I'm not looking forward to it. So I'm mad at you for your 78 degrees Celsius yeah, uh, Fahrenheit. Wait, because zero, zero Celsius is it's about 32 freezing 32. Fahrenheit. So yep. you're going to be... Yeah, I think I've, we're going to be about the same. I think we're, we're looking at lows of like 2 or 3 Fahrenheit. Um, this I'm going to convert it right now. Hello, There's Google. There's the other apps that do that. We don't have to use our brains. I was going to say, no. did you notice how quiet I got? Because I was just thinking, it's cold, boys. Who cares? That's just wrong. No, the, you know what? I used There's degrees to, of wrong. Yeah, I used to think that because, you know, you go outside and it's 30 degrees. like, oh, it's cold. Then you go outside and it's like 5 degrees, and it's, it's, a, different, it's a different experience altogether. Um, I'm sorry. Minus 4. Minus 4 Fahrenheit. I'm really sorry that yeah. I swe sweated That's cold. today. It was hot. I wore my little... Um, you stop talking. <laughs> no more. Uh, I worked up a sweat while I was shoveling, but it was it was 18 degree winds hitting me the whole time, so that sweat was just freezing on me instantly. Uh -huh. You know, which is a pleasant, as Phil knows, pleasant experience. Oh, and that's kind of like that's kind of like gaining some weight. <laughs> but I have to say, because I don't want to sound negative, uh, this this winter has been unseasonably warm yeah. and muddy and everything, and I, I do I just I'm not complaining. So whoever's in charge of it up there, I am not complaining. <laughs> it was going to be a little cold this week. Yeah, fair enough. It's true. You're right. It's been unseasonably warm. Gentlemen, what are we working on? Bill Lutz, what do you have on the bench? Um, I have the same few things on my bench. I've, uh, I've been busy at work, and I've had to go in really, really early, and I've been coming home and just been really uh, no desire to get out in the shop, and it's been kind of hard for me because I can't – I just haven't found the energy. Um, but I'm, I'm doing a, a, for the Izzy Swan um, – Thingy. I got something that I designed in my head is pretty much, and I have made cuts for it. So I have started on that officially. Uh, there's also Keith Decent. I guess I can plug these guys at the same time. Keith Decent yeah, yeah. is doing a, a fun little challenge, and I've kind of started on that as well. And then I've been able to, I, I may have mentioned a wardrobe, kind of like a Rubel bench for the last, I don't know, since we started doing a podcast. Yeah. And I have a wardrobe that I was able to talk to my friend who I was going to build it for. It's a, it's a commission piece, and I'm able to put that off until next month. So basically now I have exactly what, how many days till the end of the month to finish the two projects for the two contests, and then I have to officially start on the wardrobe. I feel like I'm tired and rambling a lot. And um, I'm going to go ahead and try and maintain that from happening too much from this point forward as long as you guys are okay with the fact that I'm tired. Does it sound like I'm still rambling? Because I don't want to ramble. You know, I can stop rambling anytime. Okay, next. Tim, what are you working on? <laughs> uh, I zoned out there for a minute. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is a droning sound. <laughs> um, oh, but to uh, about Keith's uh, contest, if you don't know about it, you can go on Keith's on Instagram and uh, – Facebook and all the other places and YouTube, and so you can find out about his contest. That uh, his name is Keith Decent, and if you just Google that, you're gonna find the guy. Yeah, I am donating the the grand prize for the contest, and it is my hammer made of nails, um, and it's hanging up behind me. The guys can see it, and uh, it's uh, I made a hammer out of nails, and then I made a backboard for it out of lath that I used that hammer to put together. And uh, I'm gonna whoever wins Keith's contest is gonna get that. And apparently, I think I'm helping judge, too. I think Keith asked me to help him judge, which mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited about. And I think that's kind of ridiculous that anybody would ask me to judge anything. Uh, but Keith did. So that's, you know, uh, yep. I was going to say, God, if I 
Tim, if I had a hammer, I think I'd hammer in the morning. Um, <laughs> if I had a hammer, I'd hammer in the evening. <laughs> um, what have I been working on besides uh, silencing Bill in my headphones? <laughs> oh, man, you killed me. <laughs> Uh, cut, cut it an appropriate amount of laughter. <laughs> that was appropriate. Yeah, that was good. All right. Uh, anyways, um, uh, what I've been working on, uh, the cacti are gone. Thank God. Congrats. And uh, I'm actually moving on to other things. I, I have been working on a, a, an entry for Izzy's contest as well, not for Keith, obviously, because I'm, you know, giving the prize and going to help judge. But um, it's because hey, mine's awesome! Yay! <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, I'm making a I'm making some um, floating shelves right now out of reclaimed wood that are going up, and uh, I got a cool job too. And I might do a video about it. I'm not sure, but I had a, a local customer um, found me, and uh, he brought in a um, it's like a Morris chair, like one of those like kind of K chair type recliner. It, yeah. it was originally a recliner. He found the thing on the side of the road. The recliner part shot, all the leather was shot on it and stuff. Um, but the but the bones of it were good, and he has a matching chair that he had had made. I guess he's into this sort of mid-century modern thing, you know. Um, that was like a, a hardback, not a recliner. And so he brought in the just the arms and the base of this thing for me, which is just two pieces of wood holding the arms together, basically. And he wants me to make it into a matching chair for him. Uh, he's got someone to do the upholstery because uh, I'm not great at that. Um, so, uh, so that's going to be kind of interesting to do to like sort of fit this. It's like reclaimed because the guy found it in a dumpster, but I had to get that really slick mod, mid-century modern, just kind of finesse mm -hmm. to it. And I just picked up some reclaimed oak that I'm going to try and use for it because I told the guy originally that I would buy new red oak to to match because I'm going to stain the you know sand the whole thing down and re refinish it. But then I found some reclaimed oak that I think will work, which would make me feel better, you know, than going to the lumber yard, obviously. Um, but there's a screw holes like every 18 inches in it or something. So I think I have to like cut creatively. Um, so I might I might actually video record this because it'll be a little bit different than most of the stuff that I make, you know, videos of. Like usually that's I'm like all... melting crap and and sticking it together or something. You know, so that sounds like it's almost past um, reclaimed and it's more like uh, resurrecting. Yeah, sort of. I mean, not quite, not quite the level of like our friend Andy Berkey or anything like that, but. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that, we'll see. Hopefully, I can pull it off. Cool. And um, now, Phil, you, I know one thing you're working on was the the topic for this week's uh, episode. So maybe you could tell us what you're working on. Well, what I'm working on is I've got uh, three whiskey boxes to get out this week, which I started probably about a month ago, um, and I'm now finally finishing up this week. Um, but since winter came in, I sort of contracted up my shop quite a bit because it's my it's my two-car garage, and my wife now is parking in, inside the garage. So I had to move, I had to really crunch everything up. And what I'm in the middle of, in the middle of, that's generous. What I'm planning on doing in my head is sort of reorganizing the shop so that it could be permanent in the winter without having to squish everything, so I could actually work without ha having to move her car outside work and then put everything away and what that what I've actually been struggling with recently is is actually motivation and that's the topic for this episode um, but it comes in many different forms for me personally and what instigated this whole thing was that recently I've had a really really hard time pushing myself 
to do anything in the shop. I kind of feel, I don't know, you know, like the winter blues kind of thing. Tim, you said it the other day when we spoke, and, and I really, maybe it feels that way. It's just like, ugh, I don't, I could just watch TV. You know, I, I love doing what I do, but I don't know. There's some really good TV on these days. It's the golden age of television right now. There's a lot to watch. But um, I thought in a broader sense, and to always sort of keep it zeroed in on our mission, our scope, is that is reclaimed. So one of the first things we could talk about very specifically is the motivation to work in reclaimed when working with new material is so much easier, so much faster, not always cheaper unless you factor in your own labor, which I think we should from time to time, but really I, I think that's, let's say, uh, sub-issue one of the larger issue of motivation is working in reclaimed when new is easier. Well, that's the so, perfect segue for Tim. He was just talking about trying to use this um, mid-modern century or thingy chair and, uh, you know, even actually going as far as talking to the guy about using some new material. And how did, Tim, how did you get yourself out of that frame of mind to, to actually, because I remember when you showed me a picture of the oak that you had found and it, was, it looked like it was red oak to me. So, yeah, that's kind of neat. I mean, making that snap decision to almost ready to buy new and then you end up finding some reclaim. That's not easy to do. Well, Lutz, look at you, like, segueing things, man. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> Pro. <laughs> I didn't I'm delirious, I'm delirious right now. <laughs> so, uh, stay delirious. You bought yourself buddy. another week. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the picture I sent you, Bill, was actually the chair. Um, that I had to match, and so I was, okay. you know, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I was like, this is red oak, right? I don't, you know, I, I don't know what species. I just get stuff out of the dumpster and see what. Yeah, I well, perfectly like you do. There's no explanation. I just get a picture, color, wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, because I figure that you should know exactly what I'm thinking all the time, right? I mean, you should just be right there. Just because I stalk you and, and you know, I'm, I'm your biggest fan doesn't mean that. <laughs> Who's ever but, uh, seen the movie Single White Female? No oh, reason. I am. I was in that movie. <laughs> that was me. Unrelated. What was the What was the Madonna one? There was a Madonna one too, right? Yeah, uh, but it's, yeah, oh. but no, the white female was with uh, to other people. See, the guy uh, from Wings. Yes, and remember, um, Rod Grant's <laughs> challenge. That's almost why I wanted to do the challenge with Rod Grant is to get back to my looks that I had when I did single white female. You were You were brilliant. You should You should totally deserve the Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people thought I was that blonde girl, but no, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the um, yeah, the that that is a prime example that you know, and part of it is is that the the material, the job itself requires um the, that level of finesse. You can't have a bunch of nail holes in this job. So I was like, well, what are the odds of me finding some reclaimed dope that I think I can make this work? And then lo and behold, I actually found some. So uh, I I need to see if I can make the cuts out of what I have and it's going to be a huge pain in the neck because it's actually, it's like, there was some kind of molding in some big building somewhere so it's like these wide, they're like like five and a half, six inch wide by you know, three quarter inch thick boards that have a round over on one side that's like a, like a piece of trim that's glued on and then they're all on another three quarter inch piece of some kind of junk pine or something and they have screws going through it to hold it together and this is all up against the wall and so they just ripped it off the wall like it is. There's like um, li liquid nails type glue in there, like contractor's glue in there. There's screws in there. They're all puttied up. Uh, so I don't think I can unscrew it. I'm just going to have to cut. Um, 
and so it's like, yeah, now you know, I I bid out the job and I value out the job at what it is, and and I do it and I add fifty bucks for for new wood, you know. And now I got to figure: is it worth? It? Like, am I going to make that fifty bucks back? The amount of time it's going to take me to get this ready, is that going to be worth that fifty dollars that I'm saving? But no, it probably won't. But I have this mission that I'm on. And it was what motivates me, Phil. You know, it's to, to to save the planet. You know, and to to really be true to what my my business is all about. You know, my mantra, my channel, whatever you want to call it, my work. Um, so I got to try. And so what? You know, maybe it'll work. Maybe I'll put a bunch of hours into this, and it will work. And maybe it won't. And I'll end up at the store anyways. But I got to try first. You know, I think that's that's exactly how I look at it most often too. And I don't because I don't do this for a living. Um, I don't have to buy new very often at all. Most of what I do is simply with the somebody. Some of you may have seen my little stockpile of goodies, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of thing is you really have to think to yourself, especially for us when we're doing reclaiming, we're doing upcycling. Is like, is there that that tipping point where you know what it may actually cost me more in time, but it's still worthwhile because we're trying to upcycle. Mm. And um, for us specifically doing that. It, that does become a factor, you know. But then again, there are sometimes when it's just a ridiculous thing to try and do because you're, it's not worth it. Because we talked about this before, where if you're driving, you know, if you're wasting a tank of gas looking for a, a piece of oak, obviously that's bad too. So interesting, right? Really exactly. Interesting. This this fell into my lap at just the right time. It was I mentioned my my favorite store there, Urban Miners, that was closing down, and I was I put some pictures up on you know some truckloads of stuff I was bringing home and. They sent out a message. We had a snowstorm a few days ago, and they sent out a message uh, during that snowstorm. They're still in there trying to get out. The landlords, you know, just getting rid of it as much as they can. They were just like, email out to everybody on the $25 truckload. I was like, wow. Yeah, I have That's 25 great. bucks, you know. <laughs> so, so I, uh, you know, I just filled my truck up as much as I could. And, and I now that so much stuff is gone, it's like unearthing all these other treasures that have been buried for years in there. And I found all this oak, you know, that I just never saw in uh I have it now. So, I mean, I, like, seriously, you wouldn't believe how much stuff I got for 25 bucks. It was ridiculous. No, I, I, I can't even imagine. It's, it, it's, I mean, it was basically free. You know what I mean? It's like, I, <clears throat> just these work lights I found. I found these, like, halogen, like, lights that are designed to be, like, a recessed lighting thing, and they're kind of odd, but they have a, a wall war, so you can just plug them straight in by themselves. And these things are probably worth 50 bucks each, and I took home eight of them. Nice. Wow. In the box, brand new, like, un, unopened. Look at this. I mean, I know most people listening can't ah, can't hear, but this is eight and a half by eleven white paper. It's like forty pounds of it in my truck. Twenty-five bucks. I know most of you most of you at home can't see that, but my first fear is when Tim did that. I don't know why, and it must be because I'm delirious. I thought he was going to take off his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Look at this." We can't have that again, over. Tim. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> once is enough, buddy. Once is enough. Yeah. <laughs> once is enough. Yeah, sorry. Twice was, was enough. Yeah, third time. Well, that one I liked, but the fourth third time, third time, time <laughs> lucky. The, the private pictures that we're getting messages from. Oh, never mind. This is getting. You know. <laughs> All right, but so so Phil, though this is this is your episode, and we're sitting here doing our dumb thing that we do. Uh, Phil needs some motivation to to jump back into his shop. So what is it that's slowing you down? Is it, I mean, there is a, the vitamin D deficiency that happens in the winter. I'm sure you're experiencing that. You also just did all this traveling, so you're probably just happy to be not working. Um, you know, how, how do we get you out of the rut? a big part of it. Hmm. 
That's probably a big part. I mean, like when you're when you're out of your routine, which I have been for quite a while, probably over a month. You know, uh, it's hard because I'll tell you what I was doing prior to the traveling was I was essentially working two jobs. I would go to work all day. I'd come home, uh, put the kids to bed, eat dinner, and then say goodnight to my wife. She goes upstairs. I go to the garage, and then I'll work for another four hours. So by the time I get back into bed, it's midnight. I've just worked since eight o'clock, and and maybe it's a function. Maybe it's less a function of motivation for me right now, and more a function of being burned out. You know, there's only so much you can you can push yourself to do, and I think maybe it was a case of just like being so enamored, so in love with with making that I was able to push myself harder than you probably should. Like, maybe I should just only be doing a couple hours a weekend. You know, maybe, I don't know, three, four hours a weekend, and then it's something that I love again. You know, and, and then that brings up something else that I was going to say. is Because I've got, let's say, orders to get out for Etsy, I'm doing something that I have to do instead of something that I want to do. And that, that kind of sucks. You know, like, when you turn a hobby into something that, I don't know. I guess it's a double-edged sword because sometimes people want to take hobbies and turn them into something that they can make money doing. But I think it takes some of the love out, for me anyways. Like, I don't really want to be making these things anymore. They're not fun anymore. It's not a challenge anymore. I, and I feel like, I, oh, I've got to get one out. I have to do this. Better get back in there. Got to be on the clock. And even to the point where my wife is like, oh, you should probably get in the garage tonight. You have a couple of those to get out. I'm like, What? Just happened here. <laughs> I already have a boss. He's at work. <laughs> you know, it's, it just it it's become something. It's become a monster, and it's, and I have to figure out a way. Like, yeah, subconsciously, it sounds like you're kind of fighting back. You know, mm, it's yes. you know if you even recognize. I I feel like uh, with this wardrobe I was talking about, I have been struggling with and, and fighting with and not motivated to do this stupid thing because there's other things I want to do that are fun. And here I've got this commitment that I made to somebody who luckily is a close friend, but I've been putting it off. And I mean, we're talking like six months have been going on that I've been saying, yeah, I'm going to get started. I'm going to get started. I made oh two God. cuts on, you know, to actually start it. I've had no motivation to do this. And lo and behold, now I'm doing a podcast and it's not, it's, it's just something, it's not fun. It's a job. It's something that, it's I, I don't have complete control over how I'm going to do it. I can put my style into it and everything, but I'm, I'm not motivated at all to do that. And for me, the weather, too, has been horrible. I mean, it was down in the you know high 50s the other day, and it's just how do, how do you get out that kind of weather? <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Tim is giving Bill a gesture, shall we say, <laughs> of the type you would give, say, your sworn enemy. <laughs> I honestly feel bad about that though. When it's when it's a little bit cold here and rainy, especially the, I don't care about the the, the cold because I never experienced Stop it. Stop calling apparently. it cold. <laughs> but the the rain itself, when it's even just a little bit cloudy and, and like Tim was saying, vitamin D when it's not around. But if it's a little bit wet outside, because my garage is jam packed, and in order to actually work in there, I have to pull everything out of the way in the driveway. Mm -hmm. If I can't do that. It cramps me into working into this little tiny itty bitty space. That's I remember that. Yeah, when I worked out of my garage, it was horrible. So, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off, Phil, because I, uh, I 
uh, well, I might have done it subconsciously. Huh? It's, it's, no, wait, no. Back to motivation. Talking to Freud here today, subconsciously. <laughs> go, go, Phil. Go back to. No, I mean it, it. It was a natural continuation of what I was saying. It's exactly that. Mm. When it feels like a good job, it's not fun. When it's not fun, you don't really care to do it. And if you don't care to do it, then like honestly, I I don't care saying this. Yesterday morning, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sell everything. I'm gonna sell all these tools, and I'm gonna get back into hockey. <laughs> I swear I know, to God. Hockey is a pretty cool sport. <laughs> well, I've been playing it for about 30 years, and then... Of course then you have. I, You're Canadian. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I stopped playing and really got into woodworking and making, like, hardcore. Like, I just fell in love with woodworking and, and making, and I just... It's like, you know what? I don't have time for hockey. I'm just going to, for the first time in literally 30 years, I'm going to stop playing. I was playing two, three nights a week, and down to nothing, just because I f fell so hard in love. But... Uh, and yesterday I felt like, you know what, I'm going back to hockey, but I woke up this morning and I was like, well, maybe that was a little rash. I still really, really like doing this, so let's give well, this a shot. I, I think that I think that the, the problem you're having here, now you're, you're in this position where, I mean, you, you have this pretty successful little Etsy thing going on, um, and you have that motivation that you're the, you're the type of person that wants, to, you're, you're very, you know, focused, and you, you're like, well, I'm going to, find my niche, I'm going to make it, you got a business plan, you're doing it, and now you've got the business up and running, and you're like, that's right, I don't want it to be a business, I already have a job, I want yeah. this to be fun. So you know what, it's simple, you don't you don't need the money for making whiskey boxes, shut it down, just start making stuff. Well, the money was pretty nice, I'll be honest with you, because it was, it was pretty helpful, it was like, it was money to spend on tools, it was mon extra money to spend on the wife and the kids. But sure. I could maybe slow it. I don't know how to slow it down. To be honest with you, like well, make them three hundred dollars each. The do follow your follow your uh, your model of upping the prices until the sales slow down. Yeah, you know, I almost sounded feel like you said it was extra money to spend on the wife and make kids. No, that's not what I said. Okay, <laughs> the wife and the kids. Oh, and the kids. Okay, you don't need any money to make kids. Oh, but you need them after you make them. You, you, you need, need them after, after right? Yeah. That's yeah. the thing. That's but, the, that's uh, what they don't tell you. But you could, I mean, you could definitely slow your, you're in control of that store, so you could you could yeah. slow it down. You could find could. ways to slow it down. Um, For sure. So you don't feel like you're a slave to your hobby. Now, I had, I had, I was given the advice when I was young, by I don't remember who gave me this one. I have all these, I'm old, I don't know. <laughs> but someone has told me once that your your career should be your second favorite hobby, so you have something to look forward to when you get home from work. Um, and, and I thought that was pretty sound advice, and so I did that for a while. And for me, it wasn't right. I've always wanted to throw myself headfirst into what I'm into. And uh, so after I figured that out, that that wasn't right for me. I think that's right for a lot of people, but it wasn't right for me. So I threw myself headfirst into it, and I make it my job. Like, you know, it was, you know, music, and, uh, and now this. And, and, um, and there is that point where it becomes work, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and... And I, I tell my kids this, and I, and I tell everybody this. If you're doing something and you don't enjoy it, stop doing it or find a way to make it enjoyable. Like, I don't see any point in wasting time doing something. So that's not necessarily a motivational speech, but it is because you, you have this equipment and you have this passion, obviously enough passion to start a podcast about it, mm -hmm. um, that selling your, selling your saw and buying new skates doesn't make sense. I mean, that's, you know, so now what you need to do is you need to get the passion back into that. Yes. Um, you know, tell there me are. How. Well, there, there are, uh, you know, there's pills that you can take, and after four hours, you might need to see a doctor. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's not the kind of motivation I'm lacking, Mister Sway. 
I don't know about instant motivation, but I'm just and I'm this is going to be serious because I don't know about the Etsy thing. Is there a possible way that you can stock up on some whiskey boxes? Say there's ten left in some kind of algorithm or something that actually you know. So if somebody wants one, they're pre-made, and then once you're out, you can you can kind of not have those on your Etsy store for a while. There's no commitment, and mm-hmm. you can play around for a while. Then when you want a few extra bucks, you make ten whiskey boxes, put them back up there, and say there's ten left. There's eight. Well, that's left. that's left. how my Etsy store is. I don't. I don't have anything up like like Phil does. Um, Anything that's for sale in my Etsy store is made. Um, And that way, and then I use custommade.com is where people will contact me. And occasionally on Etsy, people will contact me too about making stuff. And that way, if they ask me, like, hey, can you make me one of these? Uh, If I don't want to, I'll be like, no, I can't, you know. And if uh, I do want to, you know, I'll say yes, and I'll try and make it happen. And, you know, there's a very low success rate in a lot of that. Um, and then, uh, you know, and sometimes it'll be like, you know, like, well, you know, uh, you got to pay me to do that. And so I'll throw out some, you know, higher number or whatever. So I'm in control of that. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's something like, and that's the way a hobbyist would probably do it. And I'm not a hobbyist. I'm, like, actually, like, feeding my family with this. So it's pretty dumb. I should just be saying yes to everything. But um, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. That's what happened to me in music. And it took me, like, a year. I've been, It's been over a year since I stopped playing music professionally. And. And it took me like that long to actually enjoy music again, um, wow. and I and I've been a musician. So, I mean, I was six years old and I was playing the guitar. Like that's that was been my whole life, and I just got to this part where I hated music so much. I didn't even want to listen to it. I didn't want to play it. I didn't want to be around it. I didn't care. Um, and it took a long time to get over that. And so, you know, it's because it was my job. Um, so if you want to keep the, the the passion in your work, it needs to not be your job. You can the, the two hundred bucks. That's you know, or two fifty for a whiskey box. I mean, yeah, that's money. That's real money that you're spending. But I mean, you've got this great career and stuff. Like, I think you're gonna be able to still treat your wife and kids every once in a while without that mm-hmm. money. Now you need to treat yourself. You need to motivate yourself to be, you know, so it's a happy time. So you go in there and you and you recharge for your family and for your kids, and instead of it draining you from your family and your kids. No, you I think you're right about that. I think you're right Sage advice, advice. You know, another thing you can try, Phil, is making something really super simple just for you. Make yourself yeah. up. Yeah. Make, make a money clip. You know, I mean, something that you can just get out in the shop and, and take you a couple hours, literally, to make a complete project from cut to finish. And um, just because sometimes for me, that's all I need. I just need right. to get back out there and plug in my damn saw. Life is good again. You know, yeah, like don't don't stress like oh I got to finish this Robu bench or I got to finish these boxes. Just go out there and make yourself an iPad stand. You know, yeah. like not not the one that you've already made, but a new one. And maybe it'll suck, and maybe you'll end up throwing it away and burning it. But it'll be something new. You know, or or challenge yourself. Do a limited tool type thing. Yeah, I made yeah, an and, iPad stand using these things. What if I did it by hand? You know, just yeah. with a handsaw and a plane. Yeah. Yeah, turn the power off. I do that all the time. Like the, I did a couch recently, and I have a couple older videos where I did all like no no electricity builds and stuff, just to force myself to think mm-hmm. differently, you know. And that made it fun. And or or like you know, a lot of people who have a little bit of, of stage fright, they say, "Imagine the audience naked." What about getting naked in the shop? <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Never mind. Sorry. Well, you might be onto something there. Hold on a second here. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Periscope. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> It'll be you guys are wondering why it looks like this right now because I'm not wearing any clothes. And everybody would be like, pan down. <laughs> pan up, no, pan back up. <laughs> you can have the music in the background like ba da 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 boom boom yeah. boom no. <laughs> yeah, I guess. 
Yeah, I think it was on Instagram. Our friend David Gagne, my my neighbor down there. Did you see the picture he put up yes. a couple days ago? Yes. <laughs> he's in his what? He, he's in his metal shop and he's got the welding helmet on and he's holding an angle grinder in a certain location and he's got nothing else on. <laughs> I didn't see that. I follow him. Where yeah, is it? Funny. I haven't That's Elm City Dave, long. right? Uh, either Elm City Dave oh, or never mind. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our picture for for the week. <laughs> yeah, he's got some uh, some tattoos. I see a couple. Yeah. How to motivate yourself in the shop, and that will be our our uh, page. <laughs> picture of Dave without any clothes. God, on. <laughs> he is virtually hairless. I mean, back to topic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, baby. So, uh... hey, and you know what? You know another. <laughs> to get back to top of the another one, Phil. Like, I mean, I know your kids are a little younger than than mine, but um, there's nothing like like teaching the craft to really be inspiring and motivational too. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have your four year old kid like running your table saw. You know, I mean, that's like, no. He's but, not even three yet, so three. I think I'm a little far away. But well, no. What, but you're what, yeah. But what about not. some popsicle sticks and glue, baby? Popsicles Pops, like the Bill's favorite materials, and um, or or a hammer and like uh, you drill a hole that the nail's gonna fit into, and you mm -hmm. put a nail in it, and you give him a hammer. You know. He already does that. He likes to take the hammer, and smash the tiles in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So he goes, Daddy. When, when you're not looking. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, there's like you know I had my uh, I had my son at three. Uh, I have videos of it. You know, if you go back a couple years, you know, on my YouTube channel, there's videos of him using the air, the Brad nailer, and um, really, and, yeah, yeah, why not? Wow. Was like I had the glass. Yeah, well, what could possibly go wrong? A three-year-old exactly. Brad nailer. <laughs> and uh, you know, social services. Like, that's what could happen. <laughs> I put it on the internet. They they know to find me. So. Right. Uh, but um, I had there. There's one video I did with him. I, I I'd have to find it. I don't remember which one it was, but I had him using the screw gun, and it was heavy for him. So I'm holding it while he's you know pulling the trigger, mm -hmm. and um, and then I walk away to go get more screws or whatever. So, but the camera's still running, and so I, I find this footage later. You know, he's alone for 30 seconds with the you know the the screw gun, and and he's sitting there, and he's he's like looking at it, and. And he like reaches and he grabs, he's pulling the trigger and he's watching this thing go and stuff and just like the sweetest thing to like see like you know your your kid with when they don't think you're looking because you never yeah. get to see your kid when you're you know when you're not seeing them and they don't you know of course yeah you guys, so that, you that's guys if you had a hidden camera in my shop because I do that all the time <laughs> I don't want to have a hidden camera no, in your shop I'd be okay so here's big. something here's something serious and I was thinking okay. about this. What about if you did a periscope seriously where you have uh, a couple pieces of material, a couple of tools, and ask the people that are watching you, hey, guys, I need some motivation. What should I build? And kind of let them direct you on a build, like a fun little one-day project. That'd be kind of neat. That's an awesome I idea. Think that, I, I definitely think that doing another periscope is a good way to, to kick my butt into mm -hmm. getting back out there and being more serious about the time I spend in the shop. Um, so I like that idea. Having the crazies that follow me on Periscope tell me what to do on there, <laughs> I don't know about that one. You mean the ones that used to follow you on Periscope? Good job. No, no, I got, I got Way some to alienate guys. the nut jobs. I get it. No, no. There's guys like uh, Jason uh, Knuckles, uh, yeah. Bashirs, you know, there's uh, Patrick Meehan. These, these are guys, some loyal boys. You know what I'm saying? 
I've I've gotten to know uh, Jim Bashir's a little bit lately, and I got to say I'm um, quite enamored with the fact that finally somebody's older than me. Well, he's lying. He's actually not. No, he, he said that to make it feel better. Crickets. <laughs> Much older than me, by the way. Love you, Jim. <laughs> what what a backstabby thing to say. I know. <laughs> I love this guy. He's older than me. <laughs> I know. Too much. Chop, 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 chop. Backstab. Backstab. Okay. I'm feeling good about this motivation thing, but I, I want to hear about you guys. You, tell me how, how you guys get over your you know lack of motivation or your desire. I mean, Tim, you do this literally for a living, and it must get to a point where, of course, this feels like a job for you. How do you maintain that same level of, of eager... Uh, you know, desire and love to do what you do. How do you stay creative when you have to get out this coffee table? Um, the, this this YouTube and internet community has been a huge thing for me because mm -hmm. it gives me the like I, I a lot of the the videos I make and stuff are you know sometimes are the products I'm making and sometimes they're I just I I force myself to do these things and, and create. But uh, I. I'm a weird dude. Like, I don't really... I don't know. No! <laughs> no! Say it isn't so. I, uh... My... I've had jobs, and my biggest motivation is to never have another job again. Oh, uh, all right. I don't want to ever have someone else tell me what to do. And it's not that I'm, like, uh, stubborn or, like, a bad listener, you know, whatever, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pretty open-minded guy and this and that, but I just, I like being my own boss. I like being left alone to do what I want to do. Um, I, I go out of my way to find ways to do things by myself that I, even though there's someone, like, standing right next to me that could help me pick that up, I'm like, oh, no, I think I can build a jig to lift that up myself, you know. I'm just, like, <laughs> I get into that. Like, uh, I like to, I like the challenge to push myself, and so, like like things like the cacti. I mean, making thirty six cacti. I mean, it, I I took a it basically took me the month of January, but I was off for a week, and then there's a lot of silliness. But I mean, it was like almost like a month of just making these cacti, and there's definitely this point where it's um, it's mundane. But mm -hmm. then I think there, there's a Simpsons episode where <laughs> this is a long time ago. Principal, the principal Skinner there, he's he's trapped in the basement. Everybody thinks he's dead. They think Bart killed him or something. I don't know. And um, and it turns out he's actually a stack of his newspapers that he's saving for recycling and fallen over on him, and he was trapped mm -hmm. under him. And he yep. says, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. He, he says, um, they asked him how he kept his standard, and he said, well, I played a game with myself. I bounced the basketball, and, you know, how many times I could in an hour, and then I would see if I could beat that record. And that's the way, like, I'm that kind of a nerd. Like, I do that, and I, and that's what motivates me in a, a lot of times is, uh, like, well, okay, well, I've made that. Now, how can I make it better, faster, more productive, you know, and, and, and this and that. And, uh, and I... And I I'm not competitive with any other person in the world, but with myself, I am just a jerk. I'm, like, so competitive, and I just force myself. And I'm always trying to be better at everything that I do and finding, a, like, a way to throw away less this month and how to do more of that and save more of this and make that faster and, and then have more time. You would think, like, I mean, the end result is to have more time to enjoy life, but really I just end up trying to find more time to find more ways to, to be more productive, you know. Hmm. And that's, that's my, I'm just my own worst enemy or friend in that way. That's not an ability I have. I'm, I can't stay interested that long in the same thing. I, I have to be trying new and different things. Someone told me that's called being a polymath, but no, yeah, yeah no, but but what it is, I mean, that's like I've only been making stuff professionally for five years. I'm the same way. It's just that while I'm in it, I'm in it, you know. Mm -hmm. And then and then when that's over, it's like, oh, I want to learn 
you know, um, and for me right now, it's a, it's not, it's not like woodworking. Like I don't want to be the best woodworker in the world or the best metal smith in the world. But it's just about I want to create new things, mm-hmm. and uh, and I want to find new ways to create them. And I understand that there is a technical thing that needs to be accomplished to do that. I don't want to be a master at it. I just want to know how to do it enough to do the job, and then and then I get into the efficiency part of it. Um, so I, I I like the you know jack of all trade, master of none. Um, like I'm definitely think that's like a compliment, you know. It is because that's only half the expression. Right. There's more to it. Yeah. Yeah. Most people don't know that. It's the rest like, of it is something about like then that's the guy to get shit done. I think so. Goes. <laughs> no, it's not the rest of it. Jack of all trade, master none. That's the guy that gets shit done. Well, that's the one I'm going with. No, that's not it. It's something like <laughs> master of none. Okay, I'll find. It. I'll put it in the show notes if I ever too, do that. Okay, okay. Look, 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 there's no internet to find it on. Check it out, though. What just happened, Phil, that motivated you to want to do that? To do what? Master of none, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, you were sitting there, you were thinking, then it's like you you actually moved. I watched you move. Like, I'm going to look for this. So there was some kind of motivation that happened to make uh, you want to look that up. It's, it's, I know what uh, it is. Curiosity. That's nope, what it is. It's proved him wrong. Proved him wrong. That's what well, it is. That, yeah. No. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less about proving Tim wrong, but <laughs> for me, it's always a question of curiosity. I have to know. I need yeah. to know. Well, that's, I have this, that's my motivation. Curiosity. This I have obsession. to do. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's your secret. What about, what about also, Phil, and then I want to talk about what, you know, my motivational things, but yeah. what about, um, you're doing these whiskey boxes, and you've talked about how you've gotten really efficient doing them. Mm-hmm. What if you forgot about efficiency for a while? How about building that same box? How could you build it differently? What if mm-hmm. Tim was in the shop? How would he build it? What if he did it just completely differently to make it interesting? To be curious, can you can you build that with um, by hand with uh, you know what I mean hand tools like we were talking about earlier? Uh, I, mean, I just want to be done with them. I don't want to keep making them longer. <laughs> okay, never mind then. That approach obviously didn't it's, work. Go it's an interesting out. perspective, but I would just I want to do them faster. I don't want to do them with any lesser quality, but I certainly don't want to extend the amount of time I'm spending on these things. So so obviously the trick is then you need to quit making whiskey boxes. Yeah, you're making boxes uh, all day. I need to take a break from them, I think. That's for yes. sure. I want to be able to do other... I want to have something more interesting to say when you guys ask me what are you up to this week. Yeah, I would make- say, <clears throat> let's put those whiskey boxes on top of the Rubo bench, put a tarp over it, and just yeah. forget they exist for a while. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so, what I need to do. I think I need to make some some phone stands out of some reclaimed cherry that I have. Yes. So some of the things that motivate me when I'm in a funk, and mine are pretty simple. One is um, the the maker community uh, that has just exploded into my life over the last few months is extremely motivational. Our friends online and uh, wow, just wow. That's that's really, really is motivational for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, finding some good trash. Yeah. Uh, every now and again, you're just, you know, because I, I know where to go get pallets. I can do that all the time. And I know neighborhoods where I, it seems like people are constantly putting out, like, furniture and stuff where I can go, you know, it's like, oh, that, that, that. But just that weird thing. And uh, for Keith's Decent's Challenge, I found a specific item that I've just, I've seen them throughout my entire career, this particular item. I've never thought of one, and I'm, I'm going to be kind of mystic, mystical, mystery, mysterious. Um, 
some M word. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, did I mention I was tired? Anyway, so I found this particular item that was kind of neat. I've never had one of these before, and it's got a certain look about it, and I'm going to do my Keith Decent challenge with that. That is motivating the hell out of me. It's just finding something different, something cool that I've not played with before. And then uh, the, the third thing is that one of the easiest things is we talked about, just get out in the shop, turn on the damn saw, plug it in, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, here we go. Boom. It's all, you know, it's, it's kind of like cranking an old car, you know, battery's almost dead. And you're like, eh, eh. If it, if it kicks over, it's perfect. It's like it's running like it's never had a dead battery. Okay, that, that was it. That's my truck every morning. <laughs> <laughs> If I had your truck, I would be motivated every day just for having That's such a cool old truck. <laughs> it is a cool truck. It's fun. Okay. I feel energized, motivated to kick some butt in the garage. Well, well hang on, guys... Phil. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one more thing to motivate you. My okay. birthday is coming up in April. Uh-huh. And I would love a gift from you. That is something I have never seen or thought of before. Oh crap! All right. I was Come gonna on. say, how how the hell is that helping when he just got done saying how he's, he doesn't want to do things with the pressure and like it's a job? Good. No, play, no, but, it, but it's, it's it's not a it, it's not pressure though. It's, so it's, it's about you again, to where we have to just yeah. want to do something for Tim. I so see how it is. It's basically about me. Yeah, because I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna whatever he makes, I'm gonna sell on Etsy. <laughs> okay, so I'm just throwing it out there. My birthday, my birthday was just recently in less amount of time than your birthday is gonna be, and I didn't get a damn thing from you. Well, one why don't you say anything? Nothing <laughs> tuned up in the background check as far as your birthday. <laughs> oh, oh you guys motivate me every minute of every day. I love you, <laughs> Phil. I, I don't want this to be. I'm always motivated to try and keep my job with you two. That's for sure. that's so that's great. Good for you. Keep yeah. keep trying to do that. <laughs> good good luck. Yeah, that's a tall order. Good on you for you know plugging away. But you you get the idea, Phil. Though like, yep. seriously, like you know, go just create something for the sake of creating it and give it. Don't give it to me. Give it to your kids. Give it to your wife. Give it to you know. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is coming up. All right, that's I've never been good at that. I'm the yeah. worst. Valentine's Day is hard to make for. It's like hard this, hard that. Yeah. You know where I am blessed? Casey hates jewelry, and she's not real big on giving me flowers that are going to die in a week. I'm just like, I love you so much. I am so in love with my wife, you guys. The two things that she hates. Oh, and she doesn't really care for candy and chocolate because she's healthy. Yeah. Like, this is great. So basically all I have to do is be me, and it's enough. Yeah. Okay, why the hell did you both get a weird look on your face and not Because <laughs> well, we, we, we both like Casey. We're trying to figure out what's wrong with her. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if she thinks she's going to cash in on the trust fund. I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that? Your soda stream? Yeah. Keeping up with keeping my wife happy is enough to motivate me. I yeah. there's there's no better motivation in the world, and she, I know that she's gonna want to listen to this as soon as it comes out. So yeah, love you, babe. <laughs> I guess this is your Valentine's Day present to her. This is oh podcast. my God, Casey! This episode is dedicated to my wife for Valentine's Day. I want to say that right now. Phil's probably just going to edit that out anyway, so... Oh, no, no, yeah. no. That's adorable. We'll leave that it in. It was, it was. 
Yeah. Hey, it's not the first time I've heard that about myself, by the way, being adorable. <laughs> Probably will be the last. But um, <laughs> why don't we move on to what we're watching? Okay. Uh, um, go, go, Bill. I've been uh, watching this guy for a long time. He's not a little guy to me. He's um, he's very much a, a, a giant in the YouTube world. I've uh, been following him for a very long time, but he is actually a member of our internet family. Uh, again, anyway, Mitchell Dillman, guys. Um, this guy started out life as, as a uh, 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 building log homes, and when the economy tanked, he had to figure out what to do, and he's created himself a, a business of making things out of wood and metal, and he's just amazing to watch. I really, really get motivated a lot when I see some of his videos and just recently he did a uh, two-part build it was for like a uh, bar table and bar stools that are absolutely phenomenally incredible not like anything you've ever seen for a bar table and a bar stool so check out Mitchell Dillon's last couple of videos subscribe to him because the guy's awesome we love him and Mitchell if you're listening um, it would be nice to hear interaction with you live. In uh, just so you know, I will be uh, reaching out to you one of these days soon. Love you, Mitchell. That's who I'm watching. Okay, that was okay. subtle. Um, I'm watching uh, this reclaimed guy. <laughs> I'm watching our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm watching somebody called Make Crazy Days. Um, and I've been watching him for a little while now. We've had a uh, kind of commented on each other's videos and stuff. And he makes great stuff out of things like um, firewood and pallets and reclaimed. He does similar stuff to what we're all doing, but he's also a turner. So he does cool like um, handles and bottle stops and all kinds of stuff like that. So make crazy days. I think his, I think his name is Aaron. I might just be making that up. Aaron, if your name's not Aaron, I'm real sorry. Uh, and if it is, please disregard what I just said. So everybody should just watch Make Crazy Day. He's awesome. Hey, let me throw in there real quick, too. I forgot about Mitchell Dillman. One of the things that he upcycles and loves is that um, there was a couple major wildfires in Colorado that decimated quite a few acres of land. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And a lot of the stuff that he uses is the, the, the wildfire wood. And many videos are him. Somebody comes to him and says, hey, you know, my property got burnt down. Here's an old log from this wildfire. Can you, you know, to start over again, can you help me make something out of this? So he's constantly using wildfire wood if that makes any sense, like, you know, going back to the forest and taking, recycling, repurposing, re-upcycling this wildfire wood that was de taking destruction and making something new and beautiful out of it, so. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, the does he, the, yeah, does he, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing he cuts the, you know, he goes into the core of it where it hasn't been burned, or is he keeping the char, or? Uh, a lot. Of, you got to watch his videos because he does so many different things. Like uh, one of them was the people on a property was this huge tree that they had hired somebody to cut it down. He came in, loaded that tree up onto his truck, and a uh, part of the middle of it was hollowed out from the fire itself. And he ended up making this beautiful, weird, amazing uh, LED lit metal base, and then the whole burnt out core of it. It was a light. He put LEDs underneath it and it sits on their front porch and it's like this amazing like artistic statuary of a burnt out log that he left cool. some of the burn. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to describe it. Did I mention I'm tired? 
But yeah. you used a good word in there, statuary. Good for you. That was nice. Hey, I did that too, huh? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Allen, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Allen. <laughs> yeah, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tim? Oh, I am watching. Um, well, uh, I've been I've been watching uh, some of the big guys trying to catch up on some stuff, and uh, and there's a. Uh, he, oh, I, I don't know how tall he is, so I, I don't want to call him a little guy. But um, a, a guy I recently uh, sort of started chatting with often on YouTube, he started watching my videos, so I checked out his, is um, Dies in Every Film Custom is the name of his channel, and Dies in Every Film is one word. Um, I'm guessing he's like a horror movie fan, I don't know. But but he's a, he's a, like a metalsmith, and he makes uh, blades and knives and hatchets and sort of gothic-looking stuff. And I'm not really like a big knife guy, um, and I, I know that like knife making is kind of, there's been more and more videos about knife making kind of coming up and I, and I watch them. I'm like, Oh, that's sort of interesting. And this and that and the other thing. Um, and then I, like I watched, uh, this guy's videos and he has a small channel and, um, there's a, he's been putting out videos very regularly right now though. And they're all really interesting. All the ones I've seen of, uh, watching him make these blades out of random things, um, and make them sharp and really cool and unique looking, like uh, sort of like almost like Hollywood props, but they actually cut stuff. Um, mm. So there, there's just some really nice designs, and he's doing really nice work. So anybody that's into that knife making stuff, and the, and even like there's always like that question about with that that type of metal work about um, annealing or uh, you know tempering, and you can you can you know if you get it too hot and too cold, and and so he was like the one video he made a knife. Um, he actually did a knife out of a file, I think was the one I'm thinking of, uh, kind of like uh, uh, the Godfather Duressa did. And, um, and he was talk explaining basically, like, um, you know, as the video goes, he never heated it up enough to change the temper of the file. So he would just keep it cool the whole time. Oh, wow. Uh, and, he, you know, by just, you know, using like a nice belt sander and taking his time and on and off, on and off, never heated it up. And so when I made my Duresta-inspired multi-tool, I remembered that and I took a screwdriver and I made it into a little tiny blade. In that thing, and I, that's what I did. As I kept a bucket of water next to me, at least I like I learned from the guy, and and the, and but I mean, design-wise, like just some of the stuff is phenomenal. So, dies in every film custom. I got I got to say, uh, he's super supportive, and and I've had a little bit of interaction with him on some of my videos too, which blows me away every time. Uh, but I'm starting to just catch up on looking at his stuff. So yeah, you guys check this guy out. And I'd also, because <laughs> I always do this, I'd also like to bring up our friend John with MakerCast just interviewed um, his latest episode. Was, I don't know if you guys have heard of this guy. He's, he's a little weird, and I'm not a big fan of his, but uh, you may have heard of him. I like to make stuff, Mr. Bob Claggett. Oh, he's a new uh, guy, right? Never yeah, heard of him. he's, he's, he's kind of out there. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping that he does okay because he seems like you know he's trying to take care of his family. I, I don't have a lot of hope for him. But, <laughs> but, uh, if you guys, if you get a chance, listen to John at MakerCast interview Bob Claggett. It's um, definitely some, some ear candy for the tickling the inside of your brain canal thing. John Berard. With MakerCast. John Berard. Yeah, I like John a lot. And Claggett's yeah, cool okay. Claggett's okay, so that's a great combination right there. Hey, he's, yep. he's a lefty, so we're instantly bonded right there. Right? And not in a, like, yeah. I spilled crazy glue and decided to clean it up with my bare hand kind of bonded either. Right. Not that kind. Thanks for clarifying. Cause so... It, it, 
And moving right along. <laughs> our channels. Are we um, done yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on YouTube, I am Jake and Emmy's dad. On Instagram, Periscope, and Twitter, I am Phil Pinsky. Tim, you're Tim Sway everywhere, right? That's just yeah, the sometimes thing. there's an underscore or a one, but just Tim okay. Sway. This yeah. should be easy. Bill, do people really? I don't know. If anyone really wants to look for Bill, I guess you could find him. William underscore Lutz on Instagram and William Lutz on YouTube. You, you know the contact- reason I, I go by William is because that's. It's been, and this is backed up by this podcast itself. Um, when I was always in trouble, my mom would yell at me and call me by my first name, and so that's why I, you know. I mean, I'm, people have all, I'm the youngest of seven. People have always just like William, William, and that's how I feel on this podcast. So that's why I've stayed with William as opposed to Bill. That's all. <laughs> Since we're talking about things that are completely unrelated to our podcast but are related to our names, I'll tell you that my full name is, of course, Timothy. And when I was in third grade, I, was, I had a teacher that called me Timmy. And I didn't want to be called Timmy. And so I told her, I said, don't call me Timmy. My name is Timothy. And she said, okay, I'll call you Timothy. So you just have to write Timothy on all your papers. So I said, my name is Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Tim ever since. <laughs> well, I was, you know, I was wondering where the hell you were going with that. It was well worth yeah. no, it. Was, yeah, you pulled it off. Thank you. <laughs> I was so, going to say... So, go ahead. Philip. Yeah, so, Philip. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, funny story, now that we're revealing names or whatever, but uh, my full name is Philip, and I'm named after my grandfather who passed away well before I was born. Uh, but growing up, it was always Philip until I was about 12 years old, at which point I said, okay, I'm not Philip. I'm just Phil. I just, this Philip thing does not work for me. And uh, I've been Phil since I was 12 years old, except for when I was in trouble and... Uh, my father would say, Philip, we need to talk. <laughs> Did you ever have that crazy aunt that said, oh, hi, Philly, come give me a kiss? Uh, no. No, no I did not. Me. No, I had a uh, very small family, so I had Auntie Arlene. She was my only aunt on my I, father's side who was here. That's my mother's name, Arlene. Huh, small yeah. world. Look yeah, you know what? I don't know anyone named Arlene. <laughs> okay, all right, you just ruined that. <laughs> yeah, we were having a moment, Sway. Yeah, it was. Back to it. Contact us for show topics um, or any suggestions at Reclaimed Audio on Twitter, or you can hit us up, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com if you prefer email. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, um, or help us out with a little bit of support on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. Yeah. That's all I, that's all I, I got. Perfect, you guys. I love you. I love everybody out there. I'm just feeling very lovable right now, and I'm very tired. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody. Right on. Be good. <laughs>